RNZ Pacific News. Hello, Oketa. I'm Susana Suisuiki. In Mai, a small island north of Efate, Vanuatu's main island, remains cut off following two tropical cyclones, Judy and Kevin. The country was also hit by a large earthquake around the same time. Lydia Lewis has the latest. Local media reports poor connectivity is hampering aid assessments. There are delays in submitting disaster reports, but images show distressing scenes of homes flattened, animals crushed by fallen trees, and women wading through dirty water as they try to find a clean drinking water source. In East Tana, residents are in desperate need of food and water as acid rain from an active volcano adds an additional challenge. An extraordinary parliamentary session started this morning with ministers discussing the financing of the recovery effort. The World Bank has just announced a 9.5 million US dollar grant for the country. Security forces in Papua New Guinea are monitoring the district of Porgera following a recent incident where five people were killed and others wounded. Inga Provincial Police Commander George Kakas said the Ayela tribesmen were alleged to have joined forces with the Epikapi tribesmen and attacked Kairik villages. He says the real motive is yet to be established, but this could be related to a recent fight in which a peace treaty was signed between the Ayela and Normali tribe as one of the five killers. One of the five killed is from the Normali tribe. The others killed are from tribes who are allies of the Normali tribe. The Inga provincial commander advised the public, the business community and public servants that they are treating the situation as an isolated case and doing their best to contain the situation. The administrator of Tokelau has made a strong statement about self-determination for the realm country in his address over Zoom following the first general funeral. Don Higgins, who took over from Ross Ardern, says New Zealand will never abandon Tokelau, which is a territory of New Zealand, but he will support the nation as it starts discussions on self-determination. Don Higgins has worked in PNG, Kiribati and the Cook Islands before taking up the role in Tokelau. Samoa's Director General of Health, Ayono Dr. Alek Ikroma, says there are two new suspected cases of measles in the country. However, the initial suspected case has been ruled out after tests were returned from New Zealand. Christina Persico has more. The government's newspaper Savali reports the Ministry of Health is maintaining its strict surveillance and monitoring duties for a potential outbreak of measles in the wake of alerts from New Zealand and Australia. In the aftermath of the 2019 measles outbreak, which claimed 83 lives, mostly young children, the health sector has aggressively relaunched vaccination programmes. For now, the health minister says there are no confirmed cases of measles. He says vaccination rates have increased since the 2019 outbreak, but the Ministry of Health is still aiming to increase coverage of the first measles, mumps and rubella shot to 90% and lift coverage of the second shot to 80%. A Fijian man working in Samoa says he had to jump a fence to escape his employer who had him locked inside a compound for more than a month. The Samoa Observer reports William Thorka Nasinga arrived in the country in December to work as a barista and a hairdresser at a local salon in Apia. He claimed that after a week he was meant to do housework and verbally abused by his employer on a daily basis and his employer took his passport to get a permit from immigration. He says the employer locked him in their compound 24-7 for a month and two weeks. He claims he worked until the end of January when he decided to escape the compound. He's now back in Fiji. Questions have been sent to the employer. 
In New Zealand, the government will not introduce legislation to lower the voting age to 16 for general elections. The Supreme Court last year declared the voting age of 18 is inconsistent with the Bill of Rights. The government subsequently announced its plans to introduce a bill to Parliament, which would require 75% support to pass. But Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says he's scrapping the bill as part of a second policy purge. I'll be clear, I support a lower voting age, the age of 16. There isn't a parliamentary majority for that, so I don't intend to progress a bill that's doomed to fail, because ultimately that would be an expensive exercise um, to simply make a political statement, and I'm not willing to do that. Mr Hipkins says the government will introduce legislation to lower the voting age for local body elections. Still in New Zealand, the government's plans to reduce speed limits have been significantly narrowed as part of the Prime Minister's policy reset. The reduction plan will now focus on the most dangerous 1% of state highways, but will still target reductions around schools and marae. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says reducing speed limits was only one part of the government's work to improve safety on New Zealand's roads. We've significantly increased the funding for roading resilience and, and roading safety improvements, whether that's widening roads, um, you know, removing corners, putting in wire rope barriers or solid rope barriers, doing all of those things. Our work on those will continue as well. What we're talking about here is just narrowing down the speed limit work to the 1% of mo- the most dangerous roads. Mr Hipkins says the topic of speed limits hasn't been raised with him a huge amount when he's been out and about. In world news, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once stole the show at today's 95th Academy Awards. The film took home seven Oscars with Best Picture, Actress, Supporting Actor and Actress, Director, Original Screenplay and Film Editing. But New Zealand wasn't without a win, with Weta Effects scooping up the Best Visual Effects Oscar for the seventh time. And the Oscar goes to Avatar, The Way of Water, Joe Letary, Richard Erickson and Daniel Barron. Avatar The Way of Water was also nominated for Best Picture, Sound and Production. Thousands of people have staged a protest in Athens to express anger about the country's worst ever train disaster. 57 people died last month when a passenger train hit an oncoming freight train. The BBC's Warren Bull reports. The organisers of the demonstration say they want to make sure there's no cover-up of how the two trains were placed on a collision course near Larissa. It's the latest mass protest in Greece since the disaster happened, with many saying it shows a long-term failure to invest in public services. The crash has also put pressure on the Prime Minister, Kyriakos Mitsotakis, who has styled himself as a no-nonsense moderniser and is bidding for re-election. On Thursday, he apologised on behalf of those who've run the country over the years, and he promised to improve safety standards on the rail network. To sports... Fijian Drua captain Devita Ikaniwere has described the upset one-point win over the Crusaders as unreal. Then Drua recorded the biggest win of their two seasons in the competition with an 80th-minute penalty, sealing the win in front of a passionate home crowd in La Toka on Saturday. Today's game was epic. We had the belief we could do it, and uh, we came and defeated a great Crusaders team who has been winning for six years in a row, and what better way to do it but do it in front of our home crowd. Other winners in round three of Super Rugby Pacific were the Chiefs, the Rebels, the Blues, the Brumbies and the Western Force who beat Moana Pacifica 21-18. 
And finally, weightlifter Jenny Tegowini and para-shotputter Helen Salhaga are among nine former and current athletes, athletes apologies, named as ambassadors for this year's Pacific Games. The Solomon Islands 2023 Organising Committee has launched the ambassadors programme with eight months to go until the multi-sport event is due to open. Winnie was Pacific Games champion at Port Moresby 2015 and Commonwealth Games bronze medalist at Gold Coast 2018, while Salhaga made history when she became her nation's first Paralympic athlete at London 2012. Other former athletes named as ambassadors include sprinter Jim Morrell, distance runners Chris Wotu and Primo Higa, and boxer Joseph Saimei. Former footballers turned coaches Batram Suri and Timothy Inifiri have also been selected, along with tennis player Junior Benjamin. And that is your RNZ Pacific News and Sports. To read or to listen to more of our stories online, head over to rnzi.com.